0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: In the Mississippi Legislature, House Bill 728 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop House Bill 728. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future.
2: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all
3: love. In our Roman river, lavish lakes and streams.
4: Pines full
3: of the wildest life and
4: possibilities. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree.
0: It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: From the Foundation Studio right here on Vilexi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors where we celebrate the great outdoors of of, uh, Mississippi every single Monday at lunchtime. It is world-class. That's why I say every single Monday that we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I wanna thank you for joining us on the powerful Supertalk Mississippi radio network or on Supertalk TV at Seaspire TV. But if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's uh, January the 16th. 2023. Still have a hard time saying 2023. By the way, I was looking at some of our uh, social media numbers. You get a lot of numbers when, from Facebook and other social media. And I noticed this morning that just in the past seven days, um, the post reach and engagement for Super Talk Outdoors is up 154%, over 7,000 people. Um, I, I think we're, we're beginning to touch some people with this, this show. So when you're multimedia the way that we are, you can go through. Obviously, you can listen on your local radio station, which touches every single corner of the state, or you can watch it on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast. All those we get numbers from, and the level of engagement for this show is is terrific, and it shows people really care about the outdoors. They want to hear more about it, and you know they love it. And from time to time, we go get involved in issues, and they they're very interested in in learning about those issues. You know, by the way, I say that we're coming to you from the foundation studio every Monday. My team and I are thrilled to to be associated with the foundation. The official name of the foundation, incidentally, is the Mississippi uh, Wildlife Fisheries and Parks Foundation. They were they were formed back in uh, 2003, 20 years ago, as a as a separate nonprofit. They're not uh, to be confused with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. That's why we call it the foundation. But they work closely with the with the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks to provide independent financial support. Um, and and areas that help sort of ensure, I would say, ensure is probably the best word, our outdoor enjoyment for for generations to come. They will actually also uh, occasionally fund something that's not directly associated with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, and they're going to tackle issues in legislation like the uh, Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that we all worked so hard on. I was so passionate about that, and now we have it. It was passed by the legislature, signed by Governor Tate Reeves, and, um, and we've got an incredible board of trustees that's working now to sort of build their own foundation around. And I do, and I must add, they're being very methodical in building that. But they want this trust fund to hit the ground running. We're going to be talking more about that as we go forward. It's uh, such a transformational effort for for our state. But needless to say... Uh, We are really, really lucky to have the uh, foundation in this state. And so when I say that they are working hard to protect our outdoors heritage in Mississippi, they really mean it. Um, In the second half of the show, we really have a great show today. In the second half, we have Ricky Flint, who's the Alligator Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. And he's actually going to tell us about a new special alligator hunt that's coming up. So you might want to tune in if that's a topic that you're very interested in. And, uh, speaking of the Foundation, I'm pleased to be joined in the first half of the show by a Foundation board member, somebody I've been looking forward to catching up with Steve Grantham. Steve, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So so where are you sitting right now? I'm in my office in Jackson, Mississippi, at Highland Village. Just tell, tell me you know we're going to talk about your love of the outdoors and all that. But what do you do in your real life when you're when you're you know working working your work?
6: Um, I own and operate uh, eight Outback Steakhouses in Mississippi and West Tennessee, employ approximately 600 people, and then manage over 150 events a year throughout the states of Mississippi and West Tennessee to support our communities, our families, our friends, and charities.
5: Yeah, one of the things uh, in talking with Chris Gurge, he uh, who's a secretary and a good friend of yours for the foundation, he sung your praises. He said that you give back to the community in so many different ways, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get there uh, in the in the next uh, in the next segment or two. But where did your love of the outdoors come from?
6: Um, my love for the outdoors came from my father uh, for taking me to deer camp at Tennessee Lake uh, when I was probably eight years old with a double-barreled Stevens shotgun. Uh, on dog drives, um, winching in and out of mud holes and staying in rickety camps and just being together and having that uh, relationship in the community with people that love the sport, love the outdoors of, in the state of Mississippi.
5: Yeah, it's interesting because um, the majority of the people that I share, you know, who I share their stories I hear on Super Talk Outdoors, um, they have similar stories. It's, it's kind of a generational thing. it gets passed down it becomes part that's why we say it's protecting our heritage because the outdoors heritage is what makes Mississippi such a, a great place. But, uh, but I also talked to some people who didn't get it generationally they you know they 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 met someone who loved the outdoors they took them in the outdoors they fell in love and now they're passing it on to their generations but so people get it in different ways you know thinking about that double barrel uh, Steven shotgun um, you know I have this the same kind of story an old sweet sixteen Winchester sure. 16 gauge single shot sixteen gauge. That um that has been passed down from my grandfather to my father to me. My son killed a you know, he, one of the one of the things he wanted to do was go on a mission. He wanted to kill a buck from the ground with that 16 gauge, and he did last year at our at one of the farms we leased in Chula last year, and called me almost in tears because he had actually accomplished his goal. But you know he just wanted to, he wanted to to take this symbol of the generational love of the outdoors in my family and use it. But everybody's got a story like that to tell, don't they?
6: They really do. Um, You know, it's gotten to be, I think, based off the efforts of Mississippi, based off the foundation, based off of MS, the Mississippi Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, the protection of the habitat and individual landowners and and the public areas that people are able to hunt that we've got such a valuable resource here in the state that it gives everyone the opportunity to get out. Uh, And if they have the will, if they have the motivation, if they have the drive, if they have the initiative to get out and experience it. um, I share that with my um, 17 year old son. Uh, We have uh, some acreage uh, behind our home and uh, we watch deer uh, all year. And uh, this year he was able to harvest a very nice uh, nine point uh, after we had basically watched this deer all year. So it's got to be more of kind of a hit and miss deal in the, in the earlier generations to, you know, watching these deer, growing these deer, managing the resource, and then being able to be, select, able to be selective about what you do to protect the resource and pass on uh, the heritage uh, that you so much value. Yeah, I think uh, you know on
5: this show I had the opportunity to interview so many people from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and what I say about them is that they're such a dedicated group of people. They they've literally dedicated their lives to conservation and sort of making sure that we are passing this incredible this incredible thing that we have in Mississippi to be able to enjoy the outdoors onto the next generation. And, um, you know, one of the things I say on the show a lot, and Steve, you, you know this, I'm sure, and that is that we have so many, I, I, our forefathers in this state did a great job of setting public land aside and, and developing wildlife management areas and, and just using the North American wildlife model to manage the wildlife in this in, in the state, which incidentally belongs to the public and um, and what that has done if you think about it from from the northeast uh, corner of mississippi all the way down to the coast and all points in between there is such a diverse opportunity to enjoy the outdoors in this state that's why i say we're the capital of the outdoors and i say you know you may find mule deer hunting or elk hunting better but you're not going to find a collection of white deer wild turkey, tuna fishing, speckled trout, and red fish and every, you know, you just name it. The diversity of opportunity in this state is just, it's really unparalleled. And uh, maybe one day we'll get the legislature to pass a bill that says Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors, because I believe it so strongly. And you do too, don't you?
6: I very much do. Uh, I have friends all over the country, uh, and they are so envious of where I live um, in terms of the outdoor resources that we have available at a 30 to 45-minute drive for most of us. Uh, They have to get on an airplane. They have to travel. I have friends in Florida. Uh, Texas, of course, has its own resources. But Georgia has its own resources. But they all want to come to Mississippi. They want to be on the Mississippi River. They want to be in that Mississippi River bottomland. They want to experience the Mississippi duck hunts. Uh, flying over the uh, soybean fields and uh, millet fields. They want to be in the big Mississippi hardwoods. Uh, It is just a very unique resource that we have that we should be very, very proud of and very protective of. Well, we're having a
5: conversation with Steve Grantham, who is a board member for the foundation, a major sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors, but we're just talking about his love of the outdoors. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. I want to know more about where does his community commitment come from? Because my goodness, when you look at the list of things they're involved in, it is extremely impressive. We'll see you after this break.
6: Whistling that sweet soul for him I said three Mississippi to this land called home i breathe Mississippi till I'm
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 30% chance of rain, cloudy skies, high near 69. Tonight, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, low around 59. Your Tuesday, a 30% chance of showers, partly sunny, high near 76. And a look to Wednesday, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 76. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
2: At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment or feel free to leave it up to us. And visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas.
1: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth Gull Sports Cafe. The wings,
7: the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283.
9: Be honest. If you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay. Now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay at checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? You made the right choice.
2: Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today in your corner, member
8: FDIC. Madison Sellers proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
1: All Metro Carpet Cleaning is more than just carpets. We also power wash driveways, walkways, decks, and patios. We can make your house look new again both inside and out. All Metro Carpet Cleaning, a trusted name in home cleaning services since 2010 and A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free estimate or schedule your cleaning, 601-398-8727, or find us on Facebook.
2: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
5: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend, Steve Grantham. He's a uh, board member for the foundation who is a major sponsor of this show. Uh, Incidentally, I invited him to the show. They don't tell me what to have on the show or what to say on the show. Uh, they support my efforts and the efforts of my team, and I really appreciate that. Um, Steve, when we went to break, we are talking about how people from other parts of the country want to come in here and enjoy a Mississippi river bottom, for example. You know, some want to come here and enjoy great turkey hunting. Some want to come here and, and go offshore and, and, and really, you know, I leave from my backyard and have access to some of the most amazing fishing land or fishing water <laughs> off the coast of Mississippi than anywhere in the world. It's amazing what we have access to. Um, we can leave here with 10 battle plans and score on all 10 of them on a single trip. Yep. Uh, it's not unusual for me to run 200 miles in a day yep. um, and come back loaded to bear. It's just a, it's just very, very special. But I had the opportunity recently to join Lake Pickle on his Primo's um, uh, uh, Speak the Language podcast, actually. You know, he's on the Primo's team with Will and Jimmy and them, and um, we had a, and by the way, his podcast has been downloaded 1.5 million times, just to kind of give you a sense of the, who he's talking to. And I uh, spent a whole time, a whole show with him talking about this show and my claim that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. And he couldn't do a thing to argue against it. He, he totally agreed, because he's been all over the country, that's for sure. One last thing, this, this scene that you were talking about, this Mississippi river bottom, we actually experienced that or at least my son and my and his friends experienced that last Saturday when there was fog and you know they had a great duck hunting. There's nothing like duck hunting in the fog and the camaraderie around it and all of that. Just just incredible. We've got it here in Mississippi, that is for sure. Um you're you're a foundation board meeting and you heard what I said about the foundation at the beginning, the financial support that you're providing for for things that are involved around outdoors enjoyment, around youth and the outdoors, et cetera. And um, you know the opportunity to get involved in issues that are important to to the foundation it's been a, it's been a good ride for you as a board member there hasn't it? It's been a privilege. So t- tell me what motivates you to to want to continue to be involved in the foundation?
6: I believe that without people getting involved in certain things in their lives that they normally would not have been attracted to or have been attracted to that only can they find their true mission in life. And this is something that's very important to me, is important to my family's heritage, It's important to my children to have the ability to continue to enjoy what I've enjoyed growing up that I think shaped my character and uh, shaped who I am. And I wanna protect that, I wanna uh, nurture that, I want to uh, share that with anybody and everybody that I can uh, that may not have the visibility into what I've been privileged to be able to be a part of, what I've seen, the people I've met. Uh, It is just a dynamic environment once you get involved with people that really care about these animals, um, the land, the people, uh, the habitat, and, and, and taking it forward to the next generation. Yeah, I'll have to say on my coast coast view on the coast that, that
5: I have as a daily show here on on the Super Talk Gulf Coast radio station that you know, we think about Hurricane Katrina and what it did to help us discover that buildings don't make a community; the people do. But you know, that's a that's a statement about resiliency. It's a statement about how much we love this place. Well, I could say that really about any Mississippian, for that matter. And we're resilient, whether it be tornadoes or floods or whatever you're dealing with. We've we've had to deal with it. But what that does, though, is it makes us. It gives us a servant's heart. I mean, we are. We're, this state is loaded with people who care deeply about this place and when you start thinking about the sort of the landscapes of this place and the wildlife of this place and what it takes I often say it takes a village to make a community tick it takes a village to make something like the outdoor enjoyment of this state tick working the foundation working on every cylinder the department working on every cylinder the legislature supporting those efforts volunteers of of all walks of life working together and what you, what you get from all of that over many, many years is something that is incredibly inspiring. That's what you just said. It's just, it's very inspiring, isn't it?
6: It really is. I, I, I believe uh, that you lead with your heart in everything that you do. Uh, you have to have a servant leader's heart. And it takes you places that only God knows where he's pointing you to go. And sometimes you don't want to go there but it where you end up is where you're supposed to be i look at the list of uh
5: of things that you're involved with you know schools and military and animal shelters and charities and of course the foundation we talked about it giving back to old miss there's so many different ways where did you learn where did it come from for you to understand that one of your roles and responsibilities was to be involved in the community
6: My father always told me to give as much as you can, as often as you can without expecting anything in return. And given that mindset and being reasonably successful in my life, I thought it only proper to take that to the next step. And our communities are the people that we serve, they're the people we see on the soccer field, they're the people we see in the hunting fields, there are the people we see at the ball games. There's people we see at the grocery stores, and it's only fitting that if you're going to be part of that community, that you need to give back to it, to support it, and foster it, and care for it. And in turn, they care for, In turn, they care for you. I, I love the way you said that.
5: Do do what you can do in the community without expecting anything in return. I ran across a guy early in my career who said something similar. He said, "You know, people have a tendency to do things to others for others, and they fill their stamp book up and they intend to eventually sort of redeem those stamps somehow." And his advice was, "Fill your stamp book up, set it aside, and never use it." I just Absolutely. thought that was what a, what a great way to say it. I never forgot it. Actually, I never forgot that. And uh, I had the, the real pleasure of getting to meet so many people on this show and on my show on the coast that that really believe that. They don't even really want recognition for what they do. They just do it because they know it's the right thing to do. And you know what? At the end of the day, Steve, it makes your business stronger, doesn't it? Because you have this insight about the community.
6: I believe if you do the right thing every day that it's going to come back to you one way or another, and if it doesn't that's fine but you know you did the right thing and you're a better person for it and as far as the book goes you take that book you fill it up with your stamps you set it on the shelf and you never look at it again and you just make another book and you just keep plowing forward and doing the right thing every day
5: it is that's a such a magical way to think about it you know the mississippi national guard has had to be called upon so many times in recent history. You are really supportive of them. Where did that come from?
6: Um, My son was probably six, seven years old playing T-ball. And there was a coach there that showed up every afternoon in his fatigues. And one day I asked him, I said, uh, hey, Dane, are you in the National Guard or something? And he goes, well, yes. And, of course, he goes, you can't tell by my fatigues, can you? And I was like, (laughs) dumb question, but, you know, no. And he goes, I said, well, are you a colonel or something? And he goes, matter of fact, I am. Come to find out he was the colonel of the Army Air National Guard for the state of Mississippi. And I felt horrible. And so I looked to him and reached out to him and told him if there was ever anything I could do for he or his unit or the guard in general to please call on me as some type of retribution for my misstep. <laughs> and um, and he called on me, thankfully. And um, we did uh, an event for the 185th for the drill weekend, who is the, um, uh, Helicopter pilots out at the uh, uh, Hawkins Field in Jackson, uh, which ended up turning into the 172nd uh, out at the uh, Army Aviation Group and um, at the uh, Rivers Airport, which turned into the 1108th Avcrad down on the coast, which uh, services all the um, in-country service aircraft. We were uh, in-country in a... Uh, war or other uh, issue Um, and then we service all the National Guard units from um, uh, the coast to Jackson Tennessee and uh, we just wish more people would recognize the sacrifice that the men and women of our American service personnel do for us every day the families left behind and uh, it's just the least we can do to show them our support
5: well steve god bless you for your servant's heart i I tell you the thing that it comes to my mind while you're talking is one of the reasons i love doing this show in retirement is the opportunity to speak to people like you to hold you up as an example for others to follow for others to be inspired by to say okay what role can i play what can i do in this community of mississippi to make this a better state and um and it inspires me it makes me want to makes me want to drive toward the next conversation and share another story so more people can be inspired but god bless you my friend i appreciate you
6: one simple conversation can change your life
5: it really can there's no question about it hey when we come back we'll have ricky flint and we'll talk about a very special alligator hunt that's coming up we'll see you after this break
1: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
3: After the passing of John Mosley, husband, father and president of Clinton Body Shops, the family wants to thank each and every customer and friend of the family for their prayers and support. John was a beloved and loving man. He believed Clinton Body Shop customers deserved to have their vehicles returned to their original like-new condition. He knew the only way to do this was OEM training and certifications with every original manufacturer possible. The family wants you to know Clinton Body Shops will continue building on John's legacy and philosophy. We all miss him dearly, and the best way to pay tribute to him is to continue his customer-first policy. We'll represent you to all insurance companies so that your car is returned to its original safe pre-accident condition. Again, thank you for your prayers and support at this difficult time. Go to clintonbodyshop.com. That's clintonbodyshop.com.
7: Hey guys, it's football season again and the College Corner is back to get you geared up for game day. We have significantly increased our inventory so there is even more to choose from. Still waiting in lines and fighting the big crowds in Starkville and Oxford? Come by and our staff will have you in and out and on your way. Want to score a touchdown at your next tailgate or homegate party? Then look for us online at collegecornerstore.com or come see us at our Ridgeland store and in Flowood. The College Corner, where it's our job to make your Saturdays
9: great.
2: At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment or feel free to leave it up to us and visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in
7: Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
1: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. I'm JT Mitchell and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News from parades to free admission at the two Mississippi museums, people across the state are celebrating the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. King's involvement in Mississippi included taking part in Medgar Evers' 1963 funeral procession, visiting Greenwood in support of the Freedom Summer in 1964, as well as testifying in support of the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party at the DNC also in 1964. An excerpt from Dr. King's Iconic I Have a Dream speech.
9: I have a dream that one day, even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, would be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream. It's the greatest show on dirt, the Dixie National Rodeo, presented by Southern Ag Credit, February 10th through 18th at the Mississippi Coliseum. Prepare yourself for a heart-racing, action-packed, leather-popping good time at the Dixie National Rodeo. Now's your chance to see world champion cowboys and cowgirls ride the best of the best livestock from Harper Morgan Rodeo Company. But the fun doesn't stop there. Live in concert will be Randy Hauser. Come on now, we're running out of moonlight. Chancey Williams.
4: Morgan.
9: Mark Chestnut, Lainey Wilson, Diamond Rio, Mm -hmm. Casey Donahue, and Chris Lane. The Dixie National Rodeo, sponsored in part by John Deere Ag Up Equipment. Buy your tickets today at the Coliseum Ticket Office or DixieNational.org. I'm Commissioner Andy Gibson, and I'll see you at the rodeo.
0: Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on
5: Super Talk Mississippi. The walls and fall Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed that conversation. As I say, I, I love this time of year as we barrel toward the end of January. Even in some parts of Mississippi, we'll be going through mid-February with some hunting. But uh gosh, it's amazing how fast time flies, especially when you're having a good time. But we'll shift gears and get into the spring and and uh, start to enjoy different parts of the outdoors of Mississippi, which is why I continue to call Mississippi the capital of the outdoors in America, America, because there are so many things to do. Speaking of things to do and things that are upcoming, uh, I wanted to check in with my friend Ricky Flynn, who's the Alligator Program Coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. Ricky, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great. Have you been uh, getting in, in
4: the outdoors yourself and enjoying uh, this time of year? As always, not as much as I would like to, uh, but I have uh, been able to explore my passion of duck hunting a little bit and have plans to go again this weekend.
5: Yeah, I had a chance to go last Sunday morning with some friends and my son, Jordan. Uh, They went in, in, in Chula. And I stayed behind to get ready to, to leave. I had a lot of cleaning up today. I looked around the camp and said, "Ooh," because people fly in, they fly out. <laughs> it's yeah. a mess. So I cleaned. But, man, they had a great duck hunt. They, they It was in the fog, and mm-hmm. you know the, the birds would just appear, and they shot a lot more shells than they normally <laughs> shoot because things would happen so fast, and they didn't have a chance to prepare. But it's one of those, you know, it's one of those, I wish I had a bunch of videos from it because they said it was just, unbelievably beautiful hunting ducks when they were there
4: in the fog you've seen that before I love duck hunting in the fog I feel like I have the advantage
5: <laughs> <laughs> isn't that true isn't that true we've had a we've had a really good year this year you know, again I, I talk about it all the time for people who don't get it the camaraderie of duck hunting the, the camaraderie of deer hunting back at the camp the chance to get together and have fellowship that's really what enjoying the outdoors is all about isn't it
4: yeah, absolutely. I, I besides my absolute enjoyment of the pursuit of ducks and the beauty of watching them come in, and it's it's all about the camaraderie. I, I I'd much rather have uh, a duck hunt with a good friend and it's a good conversation than to go hunt by myself. No doubt. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, that's that's for sure. So uh, we've got a we got actually a special hunt coming up in May. But before we get there, around alligators. Before we get there, for people who have not heard you and I talk before, uh, tell people what it is you do as the alligator alligator uh, program coordinator.
4: We don't have enough time for that, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll 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 paraphrase. So uh, I manage the state's alligator management and control program. Uh, the vast majority of that has to do with uh, managing nuisance alligators across the state Uh, and then outside of that uh, beginning in 2005 we uh, developed our very first alligator hunting season and that has uh, expanded over the years until 2013 when we expanded to a statewide alligator hunting opportunity and uh, so consequently uh, the management of the alligator hunting season uh, takes up a lot of my time. And uh, I spend a lot of time in the, in the field, uh, working and watching and uh, evaluating, monitoring alligators, alligator populations. And um, it has resulted in this uh, new opportunity that we're offering in May. And we'll start taking applications for that beginning February 1st.
5: Well, we'll talk more about that here in just a second, but I think about the alligator um i've uh, i've been talking a lot about the sale of white-tailed deer and how we shouldn't enable that in Mississippi but it, but and the basis of my argument is really around sort of the North American wildlife conservation model you think about how that's helped us you know aldo leopold was so brilliant in the way he sort of devised this plan that's been used all across america but you know, it's been sort of at the at the foundation for wildlife species, bringing wildlife species back in Mississippi that were at the brink. And you know, alligators is really sort of one of the, one of the big success stories, isn't it?
4: Absolutely, it's um, it is a huge success story for wildlife conservation, considering that uh, in 1967 it was put on the endangered species list, and just 20 years later. Uh, taken off the endangered species list and all the management authority was uh, transferred from the feds over to the state wildlife agencies and um, and the populations have done very well and i think most states are are doing their best that where populations can withstand uh, some recreational hunting we're offering those opportunities and that's that's what got us started in 2005 was you know, hey, our populations have expanded enough that obviously they can take some uh, limited uh, harvest and uh, by producing a system that uh, makes it very fair uh, and a very um, conservative uh, harvest levels uh, so that we are making sure that we are not reverting back to where we were in 1967. And uh, I think that the system we have in place right now is working extremely well and uh, we're definitely not being detrimental to the alligator population and obviously providing a good amount of recreation for uh, thousands of Mississippians who are very passionate about it. We've got a group of, I don't know, we're, we're receiving now over 7,000 applications a year for those 980 permits and um, they love this hunting opportunity and there's probably nothing that i enjoy more than being out there on the water during the alligator season interacting with these people and uh, you talk about it being a a, a social event a social hunt Uh, you're seeing multiple generations grandfathers sons uh and grandchildren all out with their wives you know and everything else all at the same time experiencing a part of the outdoors that a lot of people never experience, and that is being out there at night on the water and seeing how things take place at night. It's it's amazing.
5: Well, look in the second half, uh, as we as we uh, move toward the the final segment, we'll talk more about what a legal alligator hunt is. We'll kind of break that down for people who may not know. As it relates to the upcoming alligator hunt from May that, that has an application period that will begin on February the 1st, um, what is it that persi- precipitated the opportunity to do a May hunt?
4: Well, um, I, I spend some time uh, monitoring alligator nests, particularly up on the Pearl River every year, uh, north of Ross Burnett Reservoir. And it's just from my knowledge to get experience seeing how things progress, uh, what nesting success is like, but the area there around Peelahatchee Bay, when we first initiated a proposal in 2004 to have the alligator hunting season, um, there were some people who were opposed to opening up alligator hunting around those large residential areas on the reservoir, predominantly uh, Peelahatchee Bay. So we, we stayed away from that. And I think what has happened is over time we have shown that the process for alligator hunting is very safe, uh, it's very regulated, and uh, it's kind of taken away some of that concern about is hunting for alligators around these residential areas a problem? And it's, and it's not. Uh, and two years ago, two summers ago, I spent some time monitoring alligator nesting uh, activity in Pelahatchee Bay specifically, which is about 1500 acres of water Predominantly about 900 acres of habitat that the alligators particularly uh, found in. And I found a, a surprise, to me, a surprising number of nesting alligators there. And I started just kind of crunching some numbers, mad science type stuff. And knowing the chronic uh, alligator complaint situation that we have around Petalahatchee Bay and for about five to 10 miles outside of it. Um, I understood that it really needs a little bit more of attention. And so I made the proposal that if we could uh, offer a special hunting season that would hopefully uh, target some of these uh, nesting adult females, that maybe we could make a difference with the public's help, rather than us joint going in as biologists and and taking animals out. Can we let the public be a part of that process with a recreational hunt? there, um, the, um, the, the process, you know, is that with that many adult nesting females in that small of an area, we're producing a, a significant number of alligator hatchlings every year. Now, not all of those hatchlings ever make it to maturity, but um, we're looking in excess of 300 or more hatchlings being produced on about 900 acres every year. And at some point usually about within about three years those alligators are going to disperse um, and they can disperse 10 to 15 miles that we've learned through our tagging program so um, obviously if we could get in there um, also during the spring because there is a uh, aquatic vegetation issue that uh, inhibits Uh, a boater's ability to access a lot of that area. Uh, There's just a lot of floating mats of vegetation, lotus, water lilies, and so also by moving it into May, we're actually in the peak of the breeding season. Those adult females are going to be more accessible, uh, not only from the standpoint that the vegetation is gone away and you can move your boat about, But they're out uh, in the breeding process. And so this is going to get hunters in the area with more likelihood of encountering those adult females.
5: We're visiting with Ricky Flant, who's head of the alligator program alligator, uh, program coordinator for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk about what constitutes a legal alligator hunt. We'll see you after this.
0: With yours
8: year with money-saving cheer during the new Year's celebration sales event at mazda of jackson 2023 is here and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for at mazda of jackson we resolve to save you money on our entire selection and to give you the best dealer experience period right now get super low 2.9 financing for 60 months on new 2023 mazda cx-9s and 3.9 percent financing for 60 months on new 2023 mazda cx-5s buy a new mazda and mazda of jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you mazda plus Buy with confidence with a 20 year and 250,000 mile powertrain warranty. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And bring us your trade. We'll buy it, even if you don't buy anyone from us. So come save big during the New Year's celebration sales event at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our state of the art facility is located at 5397 I 55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. Must of With proof
9: credits, let's you more details.
8: As a Walgreens pharmacist, I talk with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you, with low-cost copays on many medications.
9: Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions.
3: This place right here, this is Seaspire Country. It's where Max goes off the grid when the wilderness is calling. Hi, this is Max. Ben hops on Blazing Fast 5G when his boss is. So when he says he's been working remotely, he's been working really, really, really remotely.
8: Hey, Max, can you turn your camera on? Oh, um, yeah. Hi.
1: Welcome to Seaspire Country. Right now, get one of our best 5G phones and a watch on us. 5G not available in all areas. Capable device required. Visit SeaSpire.com for details. It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last.
2: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: It's
6: Walls and Fall
5: football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Ricky Flint, who's the alligator program coordinator for the mississippi department of wildlife fisheries and parks and we were talking about during the break that you know May's a good time because for for those of us who uh spend a lot of time in my case in the mississippi delta there are some lakes that during the winter are just absolutely beautiful and that's because the freeze has taken off a lot of that that uh that plant light that lives on the surface but once you get into the once you get into the summer as, as ricky was pointing out A lot of those places that may be navigable in may are not navigable anymore in fact it's not just about navigation it's about being able to actually see alligators but it's a big deal isn't it isn't it ricky
4: it is and this is our first go around with it uh i I anticipate that it's going to be very successful Uh, if you take the law of averages there's not going to be much if any uh floating surface uh aquatic vegetation so i think Hunters are going to be able to navigate very well. We know that it's going to be the peak of the breeding season and females are going to be out and about more accessible than they are uh, during our normal alligator season in August and September. Um, We're allowing these hunters to take two alligators at least six feet in length uh, or greater and, you know, ideally if each hunting party were to take one large male alligator and one large female, I think we could have a significant impact on the breeding population of females there. Uh, I'd love it if everybody only took uh, two female alligators, and but you know it's, it's a hunt, and people enjoy taking the great big ones. And there's going to be some very nice uh, males out there available because this is the very first hunting season opportunity on Prelacy Bay there's some very nice specimens out there and I wouldn't blame anybody for wanting to experience that that time with a big adult male.
5: Okay, so let's go back through it. It's always important to to talk about the details related to what constitutes a legal hunt. So let's 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 go through that. I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. No problem. Yeah. What go back, go back constitutes, question yeah, what constitutes a legal hunt?
4: Okay. So the um, There's an application process. We'll take applications February 1st through the 8th, starting at 10 a.m., closing at 10 a.m. on the 8th. Uh, You have to have uh, a Mississippi hunting and fishing license to be able to be eligible to apply for the hunt. There'll be a drawing uh, by a third-party entity. I think our first drawing will occur on February 14th. Uh, If you're drawn, uh, you'll receive an email notification. You'll buy your permit at that time. You have 48 hours to do so. Uh, if we don't sell all the available permits in that time, there will be a second drawing. Uh, the difference in this year with the Pelahatchie Bay hunt compared to other application periods is this is a partnership permit. It's a two-person partnership. Uh, so one person will make application. We call them the primary applicant. They will apply with the information of the secondary applicant. They'll need a full name, MDWFP customer number, date of birth and a a working email address. When he submits that application, that secondary applicant is going to get an automated email where they will confirm their information uh, and then the application will be received at that point. So when you get drawn, it's two people hunting in the same vessel. And we're doing that because it is a very limited space. We're talking about 1,500 acres of water of which about 900 of it is primarily where everyone's gonna hunt there's not a lot of space for a lot of vessels to be out there and still have a quality experience so six hunting uh, parties each weekend it's a it's basically a three day three night hunt um, the first two weekends of may they're going to be allowed to take uh, two alligators six feet or longer and um, as far as the processes of what the process of how they can catch the alligator capture it and uh, uh, harvest the alligator. Everything's the same as we've had all along and so I think the people who have been involved before will be very easy for them to catch on to these very few changes. Yeah but
5: for people who don't know that process you just don't go and shoot it. You got there's a there's a very set approach that you have to take.
4: Yeah so the alligator has to be captured first. The most popular method is to use basically a rod and reel With a weighted treble hook, you're casting over the back of the alligator, retrieving it, hooking, snagging the alligator. And you hold on for dear life until you're able to get the alligator up to the boat. And at that point, uh, if you legally restrain the alligator with a snare or a noose about the head or at least one leg so the alligator is controlled and cannot get away, then the hunter can take a shotgun a long-barreled shoulder fire shotgun out of a case has to be cased at all times until the alligator is legally restrained then they can take it out load the shotgun with bird shot, basically number six shot seven halves eights and nines you then place, place the shotgun at point blank range while the alligator is under control discharge the firearm just behind the skull plate through the uh, spinal cord The alligator is euthanized very quickly, safely, and humanely. There's no shooting firearms out across the waterways. There's no danger of projectiles ricocheting and that thing like that. So uh, we've been doing this now. This is going into the 19th year. It's been very safe and it works very well.
5: Well, Ricky Flint from the Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, you're a good friend of this show. a good friend of mine. I appreciate you uh, a lot. And I uh, hope you have uh, some, some good times in the outdoors at, for the remaining hunting season that we have left. Hey, listen, as I always end every show, be safe. Be safe when you're in the outdoors. Always put safety first. Man, keep those breaches open when you're not using those guns. Don't go anywhere with a loaded gun. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.
3: Mississippi.